Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the... So we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, we are your hosts. My name is Emma and... I'm Sarah. And we talk about all things entertainment because we're two entertainers out of work because of the pandemic. And we use our random word generator to generate some ideas because we're not creative enough to think of them ourselves, I guess. So yeah. Just a little spiel. Yes, right, Emma. So we'll just go on ahead and straight dive straight into the random, random, random word generator. That felt like a good one. And the word is artist. <laughs> I feel like every time we get a word, it just makes me, I just, I feel that it's... Yeah, lost. Even the ones that are good. Artists? I mean, that's kind of what we talk about, right? Generally. Or what artists, some artists do, which is entertain others. True. Could you argue that all art is, you know, ultimately a form of entertainment? Ooh. Yes. What art do you think would not be a form of entertainment? That's what I'm trying to think. I mean, there are some... Yeah, I mean, there's art forms I guess you wouldn't enjoy. So then you would say, no, it's not an entertainment. But then again, if you think of all the Oscar movies, which make you cry and make you want to die uh, deep down inside, uh, you'd say <laughs> that's not entertainment, even though it just took two hours of your life. That's true. Well, no, but that would be still be considered entertainment. Like, yeah, I feel like exactly. any of those would be considered entertainment. But then I guess you could, could you argue that um, like sculpture is not a form of entertainment? And yet you go to look at them, which is the same you do as a show. Yeah, and you go to museums and you think about them or they make you think about things. Hopefully, I guess that's the point. I don't know. Each artist kind of produces things and I feel like all art is, is, enter- for the- is, for, is for the purpose of entertainment and possibly the purpose of other things as well. But I'm I don't think- know, because I think artists also do their art to get a message across as well. Okay, go on. Whether it's a political statement or an observation on the social status quo of the moment, or it could be something as simple as this is entertainment for the sake of entertainment. Like, it's just pretty, you know, it's just something to give you an emotion. Like, it range from something, you know, complex to something very simple. Well, that's, a hard, that's a hard one, because then that's true, because anything that's, like, politically oriented... Would that be classified as entertainment or is, would that be classified more as a, uh, I'm kind of thinking of the right word for it, but like a message or a pro- provoking almost. A provocateur, which just means that the art is provocative. Yeah. But then sometimes, but then it entertainment it, sometimes it's intended for entertainment and other times Because if you think of Banksy, yes. the graffiti artist, um, his art is usually laden yeah provocative it makes you think there's um yeah he makes a lot of comment social commentary on you know kind of like big brothers watching you yeah or war and children and or education and lots of things and some some of the stuff i've seen I, i think even passes me over my head um but would you say that's entertainment I'm torn because um, also I think I, in my head there's also this form of that I expect movement in entertainment. 
So for anything static feels harder to understand as entertainment. Uh, the likes, like static being, for example, uh, pictures. So uh, you know, whether that be uh, painted, you know, paintings or uh, even photography, uh, sculpture. Um, all these things are static. Whereas, for example, a book, uh, words for me evoke movement because there is a it feels like a journey that you follow. Uh, film shows. All these things uh, I associate with entertainment, I also realize I associate with some form of movement in the story. Um, you know, even comic books are pictures and words, but that there's a progression to it. And I'm trying to think of whether static art would be considered entertainment. I think, because I'm sure many artists that does what you call static art, um, the, there is a story with it whether you can see it or your own mind can make its own story uh, from what you observe. Um, that's kind of up to you, I guess. But I mean, if uh, I'm trying to think, for example, I, I, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, the Moko, it's a terrible name. This is um, going to go well if it ends up being like the Starship trooper no, thing again. No, the, the <laughs> Museum of Contemporary Art in Amsterdam. I went to see it and they had an, oh, a, part, a partial exhibition of, of Banksy. Right. Um, and, you know, I had heard about him in the news a lot and um, and seen some pictures. But then uh, once I got to see more of his artwork, I, I got to appreciate the amount of, I guess, the the... Some of the images are meant to be ironic or, you know, a commentary on on, on cameras and like... I camera. feel like all of his stuff is a commentary. Yeah, it's a commentary. Um, but, you know, when you first see it, you just, you know, for example, you just see a little girl... Well, I'm trying to remember this one. Um, the famous one with the little girl and the balloons kind of flying off or something yeah. and it's in a heart. Um, you know, you could just see it for what it is. It's a little girl, okay, the little balloons flying off. Um... What's the emotion that it evokes in you? Mm. You kind of feel forlorn. You feel sad. You, it kind of takes you back to that moment of like, you know, as a child, that maybe you lost something that you thought was precious at the moment and how that felt. Yeah. Um, and it's possible that if you added on top of it, the knowledge of where that graffiti was made feels odd calling it graffiti. Um, <laughs> they're like stenciled spray paints. Anyways, um then it would make a very different um, story. Like if it was spray painted, I don't know, in Wall Street versus being uh, spray painted in, you know, war-torn Sarajevo. Yeah. It might evoke different messages. So or then, like in a school park, right? By your premise, all art has to evoke emotion. It doesn't have to. I think it can. It can. I think because of how us humans are wired, we always want to make... A story. We want to connect the dots. Right. No, I think I, I think it's true. I'm I just I'm finding that question kind of interesting about yeah whether all art is created as entertainment or has even if it's not created for the purpose of entertainment, whether it should be classified as entertainment. I feel like my my gut says yes, but I don't feel like my head can argue as to why. Yeah, and I even wonder if if you know, for example, artists. I keep going back to Banksy. Uh, but or, or artists that want to make social commentary or criticism, um, are they doing it really because they really feel this need and urge to communicate, or is it also 
are they okay with the idea that their artwork is also a form of entertainment? I think that's that's an interesting part because I think there's one there's one distinct part this thing that comes to my mind when you talk about combining commentary and uh, artistry uh, and then being aware that it is both of those things quite actively uh, and that's the likes of the late late shows um, not the ones like Jimmy Fallon and stuff uh, I don't remember the exact name of it, but the John Oliver uh, late show and the Trevor Noah yeah which are, uh, are pr- particularly politically focused they're politically they focused but they are also meant to make you laugh but they're meant to make you think and those are like it's the one thing that comes to mind when i'm thinking of both of those things together yeah really solidly uh and then very aware aware that it is entertainment but it's also it's it's also real yeah kind of part um yeah no i think that's kind of i guess it comes down to the artist at the end of the day because if the artist can think whatever he wants i guess it the question is what you and as the the viewer interpret it as do you interpret it as entertainment yes or no yeah that's that's a very good point because i mean there's i think there's different artists with different approaches some want to tell you exactly what i want you to be seeing here and there's other artists who are like you know you ask them like oh what's here it's like i don't know you you think they want you to think about it i think i'm not sure if i this is the correct artist but i think it was pablo picasso who was one of those artists that you got at, that he would get asked and he'd be like i don't know like i'm like i want you to think what what well, this well, is that, about that, that, what like, you think that is yeah um so it's it's an odd it's like very very there's a variety of relationships between artist and observer i guess i would the relationship i mean you talk about relationships between artist and observer and i think probably the most famous one has to be banksy you know banksy is anonymous right yeah um i don't know if you know the the story there's a, there was a fantastic little story that kind of happened and the news picked up on it very briefly and it disappeared but um it was, uh, I, I reckon probably about five years ago, that a primary school in the UK, uh, th- they allowed the kids, so they, were go- they, were, they had built a new building and there was like a, a bunch of new, uh, like kind of little buildings that were part of it. And they asked the children to nominate artists they would like to name it after. So they named it, or, or famous people, I think specifically. So they, they got to vote on it and they got to choose. And then each of these buildings got a name. And one of them was named Banksy. <laughs> um and overnight once it happened uh the next morning they arrived and banksy had been and had painted uh the 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 wall of one of these buildings uh, oh, that, that had been named in his honor yeah. um and he had come i think with i don't, I don't know if it was overnight or if it was you know within the, the, the next week but very yeah. quickly and he had painted a this this mural on it um and they were they all walked in the next morning going what happened like what when did that happen um which i think is nuts but he's one of those people that you have to admire i think as any artist has to admire one the ability to keep yourself completely out of the world's eye while being such a big name and then um on top of that to be humble enough to go and you know to go and paint a a kid's school and to know about it to have been told in some form of fashion that's what also surprises me that somebody heard this like oh we need to like get the the artist to find out and 
you know, it's a, I mean, it the is thing is, no, you've no idea what steps happened between the moment that the building was named and him finding out. It for for all we know, he lives in the area. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, because I mean, I think he, it's, also, it's, how do kids know about Banksy? Like, these are very culturally aware kids, in my opinion. <laughs> it's true. I I think he's. I mean, he's iconic in the sense of the again a relationship with the Observer. Like, he's. Probably, what, one of the modern-day artists that is, you know, most sold merchandise and so on? You know, he's got, like, you know, all his... I think all his paintings, we've all, at some point, reshared something. Because it means yeah. something to us. Um, all of them, I think, have, um, you know, ha- ha- have affected you in an emotion. Like, the more you look at it, the more you see. Yeah, and sometimes they're so simple, and you're like... Cause- also, going back to that that the little girl with the fly, flying balloon, and like for, for me, what it kind of shows is like the loss of innocence, right? Right. That's kind of what what I take from it. Um, but I remember seeing this other one where um, it was a barcode, but the barcode w- also doubled as a jail. I think for like a leopard or a, or like a like an exotic animal. Right. Um, and you're like. I don't know, th- like, it's one of those things, like, it evokes an emotion before logic can kick in. Then my brain kind of wants to make sense of this emotion, because um, it, 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 it evokes feelings of entrapment, of, you know, loss of biodiversity, me being a biologist, um, and how we're trapped in this, uh, the, the barcode makes me think of capitalism, and yeah. then you start thinking, okay, how is it that capitalism kind of has us stuck in this cycle and 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 who's being sacrificed for the sake of this you know all all this stuff comes from from one picture from one image and that i find incredible is that when you can simplify your images to the point of or i mean that you can simplify your images so much and yet allow the viewer to make such a elaborate thought process yeah um or analysis and and, and uh, yeah it's, i find that fascinating i feel like many artists strive for that to be able to i think i think yeah i feel like most most artists would strive for the idea of being able to create something that's simple and understandable and yet evokes such a powerful kind of emotion in oneself and to be fair every artist has a different you know you create thinking you have different motivations for it. Yeah. For example, another artist that I really like is Georgia O'Keeffe. And she's very famous for her, there were like desert skeleton scenes, but also these like bigger than life, like super zoomed in uh, flower paintings. Right. And there's also, the, around people have been discussed like, oh, they look like female genitalia and whatever. I see. And of course, you know. Um, but at one point somebody asked her, like, okay, why did you do them? And she's like, well, Flowers are beautiful, and I just wanted to showcase that. I just want to paint flowers. I just want to paint, you know, and and to really zoom in into into this, this complexity at that, at that, you know, at that center where the the flower kind of converges. And I, I was like, yeah, right. Like you don't need. It doesn't have to be a political statement. It could be no. something as simple as I just want to show some some beauty and like just let's just show it. <laughs> no, and I think it's important also to remember that you know art doesn't have to be a political statement because I think it's also it stops a lot of people too that you you know you, you get that kind of period where it's like if I produce something like I'm never going to produce something that's that 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 triggers someone and I don't think I'm smart enough to to have produced like to produce something that would uh, you know evoke a certain argument in someone's head or whatever. Um, I think it's kind of important that you know art doesn't have to make a statement. It could just art, be for the sake of art, for the well. sake of art, for the sake of entertainment, for the sake of enjoyment of the process. Because that's the yeah. big thing with art, of course, is that 
you know, we, a lot of us will associate art with the final product, whatever is produced. But yeah. uh, really, it goes a lot deeper than that because I think for most artists, you kind of have to love the process. Yeah, you have to find that. You, you feel zen while you're doing it. Yeah, the, there's, there's more to it than that. The art is also, it's not just the final product. That just happens to be the ending point. There is all this period of time in the run-up to it which is um, uh, which is which is art as well. It's just yeah. the process of, of creating and can have lots of growing pains in it. Oh, definitely. I think yeah. Whether it's how long me- did it take um, uh, to, to to paint the Mona Lisa? I don't know, but it was something like seventeen years. And I also think that there's like based on like forensic research on the painting, like they can tell that there's been things that have been removed, like erased and repainted, erased and repainted. That gives um, you some kind of hope, huh? He's like, yeah, I make mistakes too, and I yeah. try and fix them as best I can. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's kind of quite a, a liberating thought process Th- too. That everyone has that, even yeah. if you're Leo, even as Leo, not you're... the Ninja Turtle. Should we go back to Ninja Turtle? No, no. <laughs> any opportunity, <laughs> I guess. We return to the Ninja Turtles. Um, no, I think that's a, that's a. I think that's. I think it's very commonly forgotten for anyone who doesn't participate in art in the same way as you know some of us do you know you and i spend a a big chunk of our life producing things um uh and we're used now to that we have an appreciation also for the behind the scenes part yeah um and many people i think see the final product and they they do not uh, they they don't see the behind the scenes part, and they they also judge it based on that final product, yeah. which I feel sometimes can be a little unfair. I know that um, I don't know the exact details of what's happening currently, but I do know the, the story from a little further back. But Hamilton has been under the spotlight for multiple months now for two reasons. One was that uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, I can't say Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda. Sorry, Lin, if you're listening by any chance. Um, <laughs> not creepy at all <laughs> um but he uh you know that they he they he got a lot of criticism from uh from certain people in society saying that he had left out uh, a big part of hamilton's uh, views on slavery ah uh, okay. okay so that was one of them and then there's something going on currently and i don't i unfortunately i don't know the story because i saw the headline as i scrolled and then it disappeared um which is that there's something to do with puerto rico as well that it, that is unhappy with uh, with, with, with Hamilton and, oh, and with Hamilton, the process, okay. and uh, I think there was two things that he said in re- response to both of those, which was kind of interesting. And, and the first one was uh, he was talking about um, the 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 fact that he had left things out, and he said, "Well, he goes, if you look at this man's life, uh, he's like there is so much." He goes that I only have two hours to put it together, <laughs> and I had choose certain narratives, and yes, certain you know yeah. get lost in the process. Um, that was not the narrative that this story was about. This story was about Hamilton kind of being forgotten in history um, and some of the good he did and what kind of an impressive person he was for producing so much writing and for, yeah. and like his personal story. And then, you know, this, that in that case, the slavery element didn't really come into it. It's touched upon briefly and it was a creative choice to leave it yeah. out. The other one with Puerto Rico is, I, I, I wish I knew more about what's going on currently. But his response to it was like, all I want to do is make art. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I feel that these critiques can be sometimes unfair when, you know, you haven't seen the process. I saw a tweet by um, uh, by Lin-Manuel Miranda's wife. Yeah. Uh, and it was about, I, I, I think it was him writing, uh, 
uh, one of uh, one of Eliza's songs. Oh, okay. And she said, um, my husband is currently in the corner bawling his eyes out as he writes lyrics and I've been told I'm not allowed to interfere. <laughs> like he has to feel those emotions. He has to go through them. He has oh, to experience wow. it. Um, incredible. Uh, and that, uh, that is just pretty good. And she put like, being an artist is hard. Like hashtag being an artist is hard. And you're like, yeah, it, yeah. it is. And then it's, you know, it's all judged on that final product. Like if you think about theater pieces coming coming into life and then you know getting one you know a showing for a whole bunch of reviewers and then that potentially destroying (laughs) yeah just i mean bizet's carmen oh gosh bizet's carmen what was it he it it played he was absolutely convinced that there was something there with it carmen is one of the probably most famous operas in the world one of the most famous operas in the world um uh he put it on even if you don't know which opera this is, I bet you that if you hear one of their like, you know, popular um, oh, you would, songs, you would know you'd music. be like, yes, I've totally heard this. You've, you will definitely have heard the music. Um, uh, and it played, I think, 32 times before his death and it never took off. It was panned by critics again and again and again. And he pushed it and pushed it and he died thinking it was a, a, a huge failure. And I think he died because it was such hard work to get this opera going yeah he even had sass from the actress the the opera singer that was playing carmen it's going true. i don't see this as being carmen she cannot be like this and yeah so there's so there's actually so much like work like also like music that didn't even make it into the the, the final showing yeah not nowadays even like the royal opera houses decided oh let's uh revive this piece of uh, music of but yeah he, he made so much music so that much. they can pick and choose now what they use from it but I felt that was kind of like, it's one of those things that you feel really sorry because no one, most people don't appreciate the process simply because they don't realize it's happening or what yeah. goes into it. Um, and, you know, Bizet is definitely one of those people who who went to his deathbed never knowing what a huge success Carmen Van Gogh. Van Gogh as well. Yeah, another since one. we're in the land of Van Gogh. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It is a, it's Sold kind one of. one painting it's, in his it's, life. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that that you know, you, to look back and think that was even possible. It means that they lived like the likes of you and me. You know, that's no. Are you saying that if we had children, they'd get a chance to be rich? Unsuccessful artists. <laughs> that's what they're living as. Uh, I think you're just you're producing work that speaks your truth and that you feel you need to get out there, whether it's in painting format, whether it's in video format. Um, but you just you feel this urge inside like this is what I need to produce to feel at peace with myself that's an interesting comment because I feel like recently I have found myself stuck in in, in a rut when it comes to producing things and, and one of the reasons is that that has something has changed that that has been that kind of desire just to produce things because I, I care about them and I want to do it uh, changes for you're thinking of the future and the fact that you are not secure financially yeah. and suddenly you start thinking about what can I produce to make money which is you know it's, it's a it's a good attitude for life it's a bad attitude for ours yeah because oh I feel all it, it has interferes. done it interferes and it blocks yeah you are blocked by uh, you, you uh, it's coming up with ideas becoming it's really odd because I'm thinking about uh, improv and about creativity yeah. and usually 
you know, if you give somebody like a blank canvas, sometimes you struggle more than if you give them a few limitations. You'd think that money being, you could just consider it as just one of those limitations and that would still help with creativity. But um, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> that is a, that's a really good observation. Why not? I think because money is, is not one limitation. It, okay. you you could see it as multiple limitations because yeah. not having money takes away many different things in your life it, it takes away comfort uh it takes away like health security uh your ability to do things like in in many ways it's one it's technically it's one restriction that affects so many like every part of your life that it restricts other things it's like a main artery per se that affects yeah. other smaller it's like a blocked ventricles. artery which yeah. we, all, we all know is not a good thing you know um because <laughs> yeah i was like why because I mean, it's true I, I, creativity is uh, i have never been able to think of something on the spot it, it is it is based on all everything I've created over the years has come from ideas that have been inspired by something else, which I think is a big part of art. I yeah. admire people hugely who are that initial creativity of you, that have a more a more wandering mind. A more... I think it's it it appears, but I think there's connections that are happening in the brain that maybe are not so obvious, or you've just trained your brain so well that it, it looks like you're just pulling out ideas out of your ass. Sorry. That is true. Um, but actually, there is some form of uh, der derivativeness of ideas from two, one other. I'm sure that... Like, the, I don't expect there to be anything that's like a spark it, it, of nothing light. Nothing comes out of a vacuum. No. Besides dust. Um, <laughs> absolute nerd. <laughs> uh, no, but I, that kind of, I, I do appreciate that because I've always found myself very creative when someone has a starting point for me. But finding the starting point, I find quite difficult. Um, but I do find that if you... You know, you have something that you're kind of thinking ab about achieving and then you put small restrictions on yourself, certain restrictions. Then you use your creativity to, to come through and to, to build something from it. Anyhow, we're probably about time to, to wrap this one up. Uh, Ooh. That was a that was a good chat, that one. That was, yeah, kind of tinkled the mind a bit. It did. I thought the word artist was going to be like, well, so we already talk about, but I think we've 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 yeah. touched on some interesting topics there. I th I think we got a chance to reflect a bit on what it means to be an artist and what art is, and especially for two people who have who have <laughs> been kind of like sort of floating artists for a yeah. little while. And and I realize I'm reaching that point where like, no, I want to sink my teeth into something. Yeah. Um. And I I feel that need. The the question is, how much will I allow the money factor to affect it? I um, yeah. There's yeah. that's the eternal question. And on that note, thank you very much for listening. You can find us on the social medias. On Facebook at Boredom in Quarantine or Instagram at Boredom in Quarantine Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, love to hear us waddle about on a certain topic, uh, send us an email at boredomandquarantinepodcast at gmail.com. I insist on the email part just because I'm afraid. Do you check the email? Yes, I do. Okay. I do check it. Um, and yeah, you can listen to us on a, any other podcast, uh, station, what, what do you call it? Anchor FM, Spotify, Those. Apple Podcasts. We should be kind of every, oh no, we're not on Apple Podcasts, are we? Anyway, we're around the place. That's for yeah. sure. So thank you very much for listening. We have been the... So we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Good night. Oh, no. What do we say usually? Until soon. Until soon. Bye-bye.